0: Hey, what's going, what's going on? <laughs> welcome back to the podcast that was voted 2021 most sexiest podcast. So you know what I'm saying. Shout out to Spotify. Shout out to Apple Podcasts. <laughs> Here's to an, an, another year being sexy and not unstable. <laughs> um, welcome back to the Hello Curious podcast. It's me, Rich, with here with you. Uh, like I always am shout out to uh the homie crystal that came through and uh i'll be real we got into we got to some shit. we we talked about some christmas movies the holidays you know she's from california so i always wanted to know like you know, what is the holiday season like for people you know in an area that doesn't get that cold you know i was curious um and then we got real deep. <laughs> Shit got real deep. But I think it was a real good conversation. So, shout out to her. Um I'm going to put her organization that she works for in the uh, description link if you want to donate or you know anything like that, support um uh, they, do, they do some good stuff. So, I'll definitely put the link in the description if you want to check that out. Um as always, please be sure to Hit us up on Instagram at Hella Curious Pod. We follow back. We like pictures. Give some dopamine, positive feedback, all that good stuff. Um, As always, please, 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 the show cannot continue if you don't send in questions. So, please DM us questions at any point in time, I don't know, the the few days before I record, I put up the question prompt. So please, 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 it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be profound. Any question at all that plagues your mind at any moment, please hit us up on the Instagram. If you don't have an Instagram, you can email any of your questions, shout outs, topics, any of that other stuff at us at Podcast at gmail.com. But yeah, please uh, fl- uh, flood us with just random shit, please. Uh, very much appreciated. But um, yeah, let's get into this fucking episode. Um, happy Hanukkah, happy Hanukkah for all my uh for all my Jewish homies. Um, I know the winter solstice is coming up. You know, what I'm saying might have a might have to do a Kwanzaa special. For all my beautiful black people out there, Happy pre-Kwanzaa! You know what I'm saying I got my beeswax candles ready. <laughs> See, you didn't even know I knew about the beeswax. I knew. Come on, this is we were voted sexiest podcast, and we was voted most woke, sexy podcast. The most woke, sexy podcast of all time. All right, it's us and cereal. Oh shit all right, but um, as I always say, fucking hit the goddamn music, please thank you so how is uh how's the bird doing?
1: He's good, he is currently um trying to itch himself I don't know if you can see
0: yeah I, I can see he's doing he's up to something
1: yeah, I don't know wait, can I switch the camera so you can see him I think so yay, so this is what he does when he wants to scratch himself when he sees that I'm too busy mm. and I have no space to like pet him
0: oh that's adorable. would you say that like um the like owning a bird most of it is just like scratching them and
1: yeah it's a bird so low maintenance and i i think they were they are an incredibly underrated pet mm-hmm. but at the same time i do understand why people wouldn't want a bird um they got talons you can't really cuddle them um
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> it's so small if i were to do that i'd crush him yeah um but you, you can teach them tricks, but they're kind of like limited, um, in what they can do. And he's stretching right now. I don't know if you can see it, but he's, he's, is like a very low maintenance. You don't have to buy any sort of shampoo or conditioner. You just run them under water and then you take them out and then they dry themselves and they're clean. Um, you don't have to really worry too much about health unless like you're not taking them out to, um, Fly around, or you're not feeding them well, and you don't know like their nutrition values. Like, everyone assumes that oh, but give them seeds, give them bread, or whatever, and that's actually super fatty for them. It's really unhealthy, um, and it oh, can wow. kill them. They can essentially develop heart disease and like fatty stuff. Um,
0: uh, but it's actually shocking though. I'm, 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 I would figure birds would be like more high maintenance as far as like pets go.
1: It's really not, it's just they're not very submissive. Like Mm. I will admit that he's, he has his own big personality and forget about trying to um, train him. Otherwise they're very self sufficient because they're not, they're not an animal that was purposefully domesticated dogs and cats were we domesticated dogs. Cats actually domesticated themselves. So Mm. birds, we just kind of took them and said, you're pretty (laughs) come here. And so the wild within them never really leaves. Like he, pretty like lazy because i feed him and i bring him around places he sits on my shoulder and we travel together (laughs) um so there's very little for him to actually do but he still it says like this is my space you stay over there i'm gonna (laughs) stay and it's all good but it's not like a defensive scared of like oh i don't know if i can touch you but more of like no you're you're and you can actually take care of yourself
0: like boundaries almost you know yeah
1: so um i think he's great i potty trained him which i think is super cool um so yeah and he he knows one trick which is to spin around and i don't know if he will be able to do it again but i can send you a video of it i Um, I
0: appreciate that that'd be nice Are are they like do you have to deal with as far as like bird ownership do you have to deal with like him being like loud or like just being up at all hours of the night
1: Vicente is a very good bird I do not have to worry about that it's not every single bird I think I got very lucky with him Yeah. Um, and it's debatable because uh, I know like consciousness we don't really know how much animals um, comprehend and stuff but I actually adopted him back in April Um, so he was two years old um, oh. he was in a household with a Russian family for about two years mm-hmm. and then um when you when they start to mature a little bit if you really don't know how to handle them and how to handle their moments of being in heat um they can seem really destructive and aggressive but the thing is, is it sounds in layman's terms they're just really horny and they don't know what to do um so
0: true it happens
1: <laughs> it, it <doesn't> happen. <laughs> uh, but essentially the aggression that I think they experienced as, yeah. as, and it was like bad behavior is actually him just growing up and he's like, no, I don't want to do everything you tell me to. Um, and so I think he actually got scarred from that. Mm-hmm. I think he, so what ended up happening was um, he got dropped off uh, back in like April. Wait, what, what's <laughs> what comes before April? Um, March. James- March, thank you, sir.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Woo. So, back in March, his owners had dropped him off at this adoption place that I just so happened to contact two days before him being yeah. um, let go. Um, and so she contacts me right away, but I couldn't pick him up until a week. So, mm. What happens with birds is um, when they have really bad behavioral issues, people tend to clip their wings. So it's a pretty traumatic experience if you actually really think about it. What they do is they hold them down, they pull out their wings, and they start cutting it with the scissor. Oh, my Um, God. Yeah. So that's what clipping wings are. But it's not cutting off the whole wing. It's the extra part that helps them um, balance. So they still fly afterwards, which is a misconception. It's very interesting. Um, but it's traumatic. And I had a previous bird, um, where they cut the wings really cleanly. So it's like a straight line. It was actually kind of pretty, um, <laughs> so that that person really know knew what they were doing, but his, it was yeah. all, cheap. so the scissor probably wasn't sharp, which is really scary to think about. It's like pulling at your hair. It's their feathers are the same as our hair. So it's like pulling at your hair, ripping it off and getting a haircut with a really, really bad scissor. Yeah. Um, yeah. So his wings are now clipped. He is in a small cage surrounded by maybe 20 to 25 other birds just screaming. Mm-hmm. And so I can't imagine how traumatic that is for him. Um, but that long story that I just shared was to simply explain. I think that's why he's so docile is because okay. he's scared of what had happened to him. Mm-hmm. That He might want to return to that. Or maybe he's just a docile bird. It's but this is. I have not experienced anything that the previous owners were talking about of being like aggressive and biting and um, breaking skin. Cause there's a difference between biting and then actually making you bleed. It's yeah. when they, you bleed, where you get concerned. I am um, assuming that when they're babies, you can pick them up, you can cuddle them. It's like, um, they're very close to you as they get older. They don't want to do that. So they probably still wanted to do that with him. And he was like, no, I don't want to do that. Yeah. Because there'll be times where I'll be petting him and he'll really enjoy it. And then all of a sudden he'll snap around and he'll bite my finger with no explanation. Um, so I don't know if it's like something in his brain. He's like um, very standoffish and just worried that um, something bad is going to happen to him.
0: Yeah, I had a lot of exes that were like that. So I understand it's a... It's, uh...
1: <laughs> you have a what like that
0: <laughs> <laughs> no i was like i had exes who were that were, were like that oh so,
1: yes. yeah but yes. um
0: but it's it's always interesting with like um with like b- people who own birds i i know one of my cousins growing up he owned a few birds and like we were young so i i highly doubt you know we were doing the correct things um mm-hmm. <laughs> it wasn't <laughs> it was a lot of uh good judgment being called but i'll, I'll say this there was this one i love i love telling the story so this is wonderful Ready, all right man. he um he and he called me over we had to have been like eight or something like hey. maybe eight or nine super young and he calls me mm-hmm. over and he's like hey uh come over um i'm gonna i'm gonna take the bird outside to fly <gasps> and i was like oh my god what could possibly go wrong, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I get there and <laughs> we—he's holding the bird in his hands. We're excited. We're like, "Oh my God, we're gonna see this bird fly! Nature is oh, amazing. This is wonderful." Uh, you know, crocodile hunter, whatever. And yeah. <laughs> we're we're outside, we're in front of his house, and he he t- has the bird in his hand, and he like throws it up in the air, and it flies right and it flies, and it just keeps going, and it never comes back, ever. The bird leaves, gone, and and the the thing I remember about that day is just him just looking up into the sky, (laughs) just, like, staring at the sky (laughs) as if if the bird was going to come back down, and it never
1: did. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, my God, that must have been so sad for him.
0: It was... it was it was re- it was rough because I, and to me I was like this is kind of funny but I imagine he was yeah it was it was tough like he went he went to like his next door neighbor's house and was like hi thinking maybe mm-hmm. it might have landed in the backyard like have you seen my bird no no one's seen it. we have never seen that bird since uh, oh
1: my gosh. what if he's living the life right now
0: <laughs> I hope so I mean I I would imagine I, I don't know what like the lifespan is for for some birds so i would i mean probably be pretty like a senior now
1: a very very old senior that bird is probably dead (laughs) i I
0: was gonna say unless if if birds could grow beards then i would it would definitely (laughs) have one down on the floor
1: all the way down he's a savage now Just doesn't even trim his own beard (laughs) the monster that he is now yeah
0: yeah it's it's wild (laughs) It's it, it it's it's funny stuff like that. So um, so like like you said earlier, the holiday season is like coming up, and like we're sent especially since we're like post Thanksgiving. So like now we're fully into like the December yep. holiday moons. Have you have you like? Are, are would you consider yourself like a holiday person?
1: Um, I do big time. I love Christmas to from the bottom of my heart. It is quite literally my favorite holiday. Um, it's. A lot of good nostalgia and very good memories. Um, I love Christmas music. I'm very obsessed with jingling bells. It's like my favorite. (laughs) Um, So very big holiday person. Very big. Um, If I had more money and maybe a little bit more resources, I think I definitely had my room a little bit more decked out than I have it right now. But I'm satisfied with what I have so far, so I'm not going to complain. But I'm a huge holiday person, very much so.
0: Um, do you like, do you like Christmas movies a lot?
1: Um, particular ones. I don't really, I'm not a huge fan of like Hallmark ones. They make me a little uncomfortable.
0: (laughs) Oh yeah. No, those, Um, those are a little weird.
1: Not it. Um, I'm much, I love Elf, um, Christmas star, of course. Then Mm -hmm. we supposedly die hard is a Christmas movie. I've never actually watched that. So
0: that's hot. Yeah. I, I would say so. I mean, it takes place on Christmas and the fact that it's Christmas Day is like a part of the plot. So I would say I would say Die Hard is a Christmas movie.
1: I agree with you. I,
0: I can, you should see it. You should you should definitely watch I would recommend Die Hard, the first one at least.
1: Okay. I think it's on HBO Max, so maybe I'll watch it um over the break.
0: <laughs> um yeah, Home Alone. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Home Alone is a really good one too
0: i'm I'm very partial to the uh home alone two i think uh Ooh. i i am i definitely have seen home alone two way more than I've seen the first one
1: expand why Home alone two and not one
0: um well just bias since it takes place in new york um, uh, <laughs> yeah that's pretty much it really, but I also just had it i had the i had the like v h s of it so like I would just watch it. Over and over again, but I, I think
1: it's
0: Yeah, I, I think, uh, but also just outside of the the regional bias, I, mm-hmm. I think it's, I think just the because it's, it's The plot itself of Home Alone is kind of ridiculous, right? Because like, I mean, I guess this has happened, but like, what realistically, like a mom forgetting her child, and then that's that it happened in the second movie, so two times, like back to back years. <laughs>
1: mama don't love you she don't literally you
0: (laughs) like kevin McAllister probably needs therapy honestly i would say so
1: yep oh that reminded me the therapy thing um did you ever see the meme where they were like um those kids in the orphanage must need like therapy or like really messed up that these parents picked a mouse over you (laughs)
0: Yeah, with Stuart Little, yeah, it's oh god. I don't understand. I I mean I get it, it's like a children's tale, so you can't look too far into it, but that's wild. You're in a you're in an orphanage looking at all these kids, all these wonderful people that need families, and they're like the mouse.
1: I like that one. He's talking
0: mouse. <laughs> I mean I, I you can't take the kid as well, like you can't maybe do like a a combo. Like a, no. That's it. Do you, you think it's only because the mouse could talk or it was just the was it the clothes too? Oh, damn,
1: yeah. You know, I saw a mouse that was wearing a striped t-shirt and jeans. I think I would be partial to taking that one home. What's wrong with that one? I like that. Yeah,
0: who where did the where did the mouse get these jeans from, you know?
1: Who <laughs> made it for him. Get
0: clothes. i was like damn i mean you know maybe maybe old navy might have uh a good selection of mouse <laughs> jeans but i it's it's tough as you know it's like wow that's a nice outfit mouse uh, <laughs> <laughs> what's going on with you what's going on tell
1: me more about your life
0: <laughs> <laughs> did you see the did you see the Stuart louis uh Stuart louis Stuart little movie
1: um, I remember I did watch the first, but I do not remember the plot, like, at all.
0: I, it, it's funny, because I definitely remember seeing it, like, multiple times. Yeah. I I can't recall m- most of it. No, no, I'm thinking, I remember it, there being a scene where he has to drive in his tiny little red car. Yes. And he's like driving through like the city or something, but i I can't necessarily recall maybe I don't know maybe I'll watch that again Hello. me too
1: I no, feel I'm like
0: gonna... I, I feel like Christmas happens in the movie at some point, yeah, like, Even if it's not a Christmas movie itself, like I feel like they go through Christmas somehow in that movie
1: as a family, yes,
0: <laughs> as a family in our our. Um... <laughs> Would would you rather Would you rather have Stuart Little or the the Ratatouille?
1: Ratatouille can cook though.
0: Yeah, it's true, but I feel like I feel like Ratatouille is a little more messy because
1: he's a rat rat.
0: Well, the that and you know he's making you know, he's making all these this cooking all these dishes, but I I've never I've seen I've seen Ratatouille and I've seen him make all these foods. But I've never seen Ratatouille do the dishes. So <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen one scene of Ratatouille washing the dishes. So oh, that means God. if Ratatouille's living with you in your house, y- I, yeah, you have all this great food, but there's gonna be dishes in the sink, and Ratatouille's not doing those.
1: You know what? If the trade off is someone making me delectable French delicacies, all I have to do is wash the dishes and I don't have to do anything else. I honestly don't think that's a bad trade-off.
0: You think you can live with that, just doing the dishes?
1: If I never have to cook or ever have to worry about it, I think that's fair. If I never have to cook for the rest of my life, I will be okay with having to wash dishes for the rest of my life.
0: Do you, do you trust the cleanliness of Ratatouille's hands?
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> No. So,
0: yeah, if 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 I can like kind of like if I, if I could teach Ratui to you know wash his hands, <laughs> that'd be perfect. I don't know how that would go because like, if you could learn how to make all you know to make all these like souffles and the soups and whatever, you could learn how to wash your hands, right? I would assume so.
1: I think so too. How many of those people in the restaurant do you think ate rat hair?
0: all of them, every one, <laughs> every single one of them, except for the part where he's controlling the main character through his like yeah. hair and the hat except for then, but every dish he just made himself, yeah they, huh. <laughs> rat hair was all in there, it was they definitely got some sort of food poisoning, I would imagine the food was good, but it, the next day, <laughs> it probably it didn't agree with their stomachs, not at all
1: Mm-mm. That'd be a great, great plan of bringing back the bubonic plague. If rats <laughs> wanted to kill us all,
0: <laughs> it'd be very creative, right? It's like, hey, oh my god, try our food, like new, new <laughs> restaurant, right? And then, bam, plague.
1: Oh my god, that'd be genius. Just kill us all. At least we have a good meal before it. Hey, that was completely full circle. We just started with dinner. We're just closing it with. <laughs> Not that it's. Okay. We're like closing it with dinner right now
0: yeah he's full like you know time time isn't real so it's 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 the construct
1: agreed yes
0: i wish i was i wish i was in the committee of the people who came up with the names for months (laughs) i want to know what me like what what took place to like okay this is april why I, i don't know just
1: Sounds like a nice name.
0: <laughs> yeah, right? April, March.
1: April Shours brings May flowers. You get to sing with it too.
0: And then, and then June, right? And then you September, November, December, October. Since since those are the later months, I they probably were just throwing stuff around. Like, ah, oh, uh, June, uh July, I don't know, August. And then someone was like, what if we had them all end the same? And it was like, oh, we're already at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just give the last the last months we'll all have the same ending. But we, it's too late now. We're too committed to February. I can't change the name of February. It's my favorite one.
1: It's, it's so stupidly spelled. Children forever will... Have- Find extreme difficulty in spelling this month. And that's-
0: whoever whoever came up with February is also who came up with Wednesday.
1: Oh, you are <laughs> That's cursed. It's one. Yeah, I
0: don't know who. I don't know who did that. They they have to pay. I mean, they're probably not alive, but like in the, whatever they are in, wherever their soul is. They have to pay for that because how? Why? Why? <laughs> you make this offer like this. <laughs> You know, like, I think I think they knew. I think they knew it was gonna cause this. I think they, yeah. they purposely made the name very confusing. It's like oh, no absolutely. one's gonna spell this on the first try, <laughs>
1: <laughs> and that's gonna be funny. <laughs> that's why
0: struggle. I guess in I guess in hindsight, I could see why that would be like a like that would be like a puzzle almost. It's like you know no one whoever came up with Wednesday they no one probably they hadn't done anything else noteworthy for the rest of their lives so they figured i to go one, out with a bang
1: right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> get it
0: <laughs> um so like for for like the holiday season it doesn't i mean i guess does it get super cold over there
1: no It does coldest does not exist in the particular area that I live in. California does get cold, but you have to be closer to the mountains. Um, the coldest that I have ever experienced prior to going to New Jersey, um, except for the times that I traveled up to the mountains, I won't count that, but the lowest in our season is about like 45, maybe 30. We do not dip lower than that. Um, it's crazy if it's 35, I've never seen twenties. Um, in california southern california in my city um it's always very comfortable what we get is um just like wind and rain uh thunderstorms maybe i remember the past couple of um christmases that i was home uh so before i went off to college <laughs> uh there was always a rain storm yeah. or thunder christmas um and so that was like my white christmas so um it was it's It kind of sucks because it's like dreary and sad, but then when you are like chilling with the family and you just hear the pitter-patter of the rain on the windowsill, really relaxing. Um, But yes, that is the California Christmas. Um, Californians don't handle weather well. (laughs) If not, everyone freaks out. Um, We have our most amount of accidents during rain, and I don't know if everybody else is the same, but it's it just seems like nobody knows how to drive (laughs) when (laughs) uh, usually you just drive slower but everyone just freaks out and continues as they are and so they swerve (laughs) a lot they um hydroplane a lot so it's it's kind of common unfortunately
0: do you feel as if like so like during during the time where we were both in college so you were experiencing like sort of like the holidays with like the coldness and like the snow and stuff like that did you feel as if like during that time it almost felt more so like holidays since it was actually cold or did it feel different since it was something that you wasn't really accustomed to
1: definitely a little bit of both Mm -hmm. um I felt it cool when I could wake up and there was snow on the green um like, that was the most amazing thing to me. And I would get so, so excited every time it snowed because it was like I just wanted to stare out the window the whole entire time. Yeah. But that's also when I learned that seasonal depression is real. Um, we don't have that yeah. here because it's always sunny. Why? Mm-hmm. Like, if you're depressed, you're probably just depressed. It's not the <laughs>
0: <laughs> It's just regular old depression.
1: <laughs> no, nothing to blame it on except your brain. So, yeah. When I was in New Jersey, freshman year, there was a really bad snowstorm. It was like the worst in a while, the worst Northeastern I think they've had for a little bit. Um, And there was a point where there was no sun for almost a week. And I got really, really depressed. Um, Like I did not have my normal California sun. Um, It wasn't warm and you can't replicate that light. Uh, of sun it's also vitamin d so it's not something that you easily just like throw up somewhere in your room and then get it again (laughs) but um, that was really interesting to learn and definitely respect people who can manage being okay during that period because either you're used to it or you just learn how to fight through and it's kind of like act (laughs) it was really hard
0: Um, yeah it's, it's like an interesting dynamic when you're in like a college environment and you have so many people who are from literally everywhere and like you have that moment where, where like it was like when it first starts snowing around like, you know, the wintertime. And you have like the people who are from like the East coast or places where they're used to the snow. And they're just like, ah, it's snow again, whatever. <laughs> and then people who are from places where it doesn't snow. And they're like, Holy shit. Like, this is crazy. And the Like the mix of the two, uh, um, the, the emotions that people have is always very funny. I would say. Yeah.
1: Um, when we were my group of friends that I still have right now, when we were sitting around and just like hanging out, yeah. we started discussing what it was like in elementary school and stuff. And all um one of them who's from Connecticut says, Oh, Crystal, in California, what do you have instead of snow days? And I was like, Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> snow days. We don't even have Sundays. Um, meaning like I mean, like the weekend, we have that. But what we don't have is if it gets so hot. So we only ever, the only inconvenience that we receive down here is extreme heat. Um, okay. So stop it. Don't do that. <laughs> Sorry, he was being a little naughty. Um, so we get extreme heat. And um, what happens is you still have to technically do PE.
0: Oh, Wow. So-
1: they just make you sit outside. You literally just sit outside. And either you are okay with baking in the heat or you <laughs> have a shady spot with your friends, but there's only a certain amount of shady spots. So yeah. just like clumped. It, it literally looks like the opposite of cats wanting to chase a sunbeam. Like we're trying to find the shade.
0: <laughs> You're running um, away from, from the beam.
1: Mm-hmm. So um, that was super neat um and kind of interesting to have to explain to someone like no we I have no idea what that is that's such an odd concept once it's the last day of school it's the last day of school you don't come back a couple of more days to make up for snow days um that was a really weird concept to me I'm like that's strange uh
0: (laughs) yeah it's sort of like uh like I know know at least for my school it was just like since there was we only had like a pre- we had like a pre-approved in a sense like amount of snow days so like anything past that number like they would start just taking away stuff so like i think like one year we had went over so it cut into like our spring break and stuff like that and it was it was wild because i was like i mean i feel like we were being punished and it was like i'm not running the weather machine (laughs) You know, that's the government. It's not me. I'm not <laughs> doing all of this. <laughs> Why are you taking it out on me? Yep, nope.
1: exactly.
0: Rude. See yeah. they, they, <laughs>
1: they, We don't have that in California. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Do, would yeah. you say that like? Um, are, uh, I guess since I could, I, I could get out all of my like California questions now. Yes, would you please. say Are you are are like how common are earthquakes really?
1: <laughs> they're really not i can yeah. count on heres how many i've experienced it's like literally probably no more than eight that's eight that's seven eight <laughs> um, i they don't ever really get that big which to an extent is concerning realistically but um for us it's like it's no big deal there is no season it's completely unpredictable and everybody's like well it sounds scary because like earthquakes and it's like it hardly ever happens though so for the most yeah. part the get is actually the wildfires that we have we have a literal fire season that's the worst that one is really scary
0: yeah um, i was gonna say those seem like way more of like an issue than the earthquakes because i definitely hear more about those than i do earthquakes
1: yeah um i think people are just more taken back that the earth can shake um <laughs> really it's it's half funny and really weird to feel and it's yeah. half t- because the thought is is like you can't run away to anywhere. You have to just find an open field and pray to God you're going to be okay and there's no trees. But everybody posts is like, you know, you got tornadoes, so you got an underground bunker that hopefully um, keeps you safe. You know, you go to your house if things are getting too aggressive and not, not diminishing how scary that is. But just pretend you don't have a safe spot. Ever, you just have to pray that it's going to be okay and that it won't be big. And it feels it will feel like this. That is exactly what the ground is doing everywhere in front of you. And it's so weird to see things wiggle like that. Um, The whole earth is wiggling underneath you, and um, I think that's a cool thing to experience. Because a lot of people can not say that they were able to ex- witness um, an earthquake. But I'm trying to think if there's any. The wildfires, that one drives me crazy because the majority of the times it's actually man-made. Mm-hmm. Um, so people throw out their cigarette butts while they're hiking. Um, kids are screwing around and they set up a firework. Um, the most recent one was a gender reveal one which is super dumb. Um, and they're getting sued for it.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: should be. But, um, that one, that's why that one is to me is like dumb, but still really scary. Uh, it is yeah. human. It sometimes, sometimes I feel more often than not it's human air, but sometimes it's, uh, the, the dry bushes actually just like sparking. Cause it's just so hot. Um, uh, what'll happen is oh my gosh i actually remember when i was a kid um we don't have this window anymore but we used to have a window in my parents room that you can look out and you can see mountains there's pretty big mountains behind my house right now um and there was a wildfire that was so close to us at that point that i can literally look out her window and i can see the red fire just like burning and it's horrifying like oh my god is that gonna come down to me are they gonna be painted in time? Um, but I remember that being really scary the last time we had really, really, really bad fires, which was like a year ago, I think actually during COVID, um, the ashes come down. and just completely covers your car. I do remember experiencing that one time and it is really scary and it's, it's ironic because it smells kind of nice. It's like a campfire. That's just what the <laughs> around you smells like. Yeah. Um, terrifying to know why it smells like that. Yeah. and then there's ash everywhere so you could totally just like develop lung damage um <laughs> and, um yes
0: a little brief but that's that is interesting it is it's always like you know it. it's i don't want to say cool but like it's definitely like I, I said interesting already so i'll go with that just to, just to see like the, the different like um like environmental things that go on with like the regions or whatever so it's like whether it's like like in the like in new york new jersey area like a few months ago we having to deal with like the hurricane like a hurricane and stuff oh, like yeah, that and like stuff like that and you know or like you said like you said having to deal with like the earthquakes or like wildfires it's always like you know different like you like you said with the earthquakes like When an earthquake is happening, it's not like, you know, with like a a hurricane, you have to find like high ground, or for like a tornado, you have to get into like a place with no windows or like get like a bunker. But for like an earthquake, you can't really like, you're not going to outrun it. You have to just kind of like, not vibe, but
1: (laughs) vibe. Yeah, you really do have to just sit there. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> like, <laughs> you just 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 ride it out it's like it's almost like turbulence in a sense but not uh on the ground ground turbulence
1: yes exactly that's pretty accurate yeah um sometimes so i just because we're like talking a lot um i just wanted to share i really enjoy um being super philosophical and i think i'm really philosophical by myself for the most yeah. part So because I have you here and I usually do not have many people to talk about this stuff with, I will try to engage with you. So um, I'm ready. Basing it off of just the experiences that um, this world has, you've Mm -hmm. got hurricanes, you've got tsunamis, you've got um, monsoons and um, earthquakes and wildfires, and that all exists on one planet, which is really crazy to think about where you've got, a section of earth that's just completely bone dry. There is no water in sight for the most part. And then right. you have a green Amazon forest that houses um, an incredibly dense ecosystem. That's crazy to think that all of these things live simultaneously. So with my work, do you know what I do for work? I don't want to bore you again.
0: If I No, tell- I, go ahead. I, I, I was going to ask.
1: Thank you. So for <laughs> You. Uh, I am a program coordinator for an organization called Center for Restorative Justice Works, um, mm-hmm. a me program. And as a whole, what they do is try to provide support for um, families of incarcerated peoples as well as incarcerated loved ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, my particular program, because I'm in charge of one of the five, it's called Family Express. We focus on just setting up transportation to take loved ones to visit their incarcerated loved ones mm-hmm. so i don't i don't drive the bus i call to coordinate the bus <laughs> that'd be really i mean funny. i'm
0: sure you could drive the bus too that'd be kind of you know like <laughs>
1: <laughs> Just, uh, she's getting me over the wheel um <laughs> but um so that's what we do and um so because i'm in contact with a lot of different moving parts um, i'm in contact with families i'm in contact with the incarcerated loved ones i'm in contact with california's um, prison system which is called cdcr uh correction mm-hmm. wait california department of rehabilitation and corrections um cd corrections and rehabilitation cdcr so i have to call all of these people kind of frequently. Um, yeah has COVID really screwed up the system? Uh, it's supposed to be really simple. You're supposed to call um, CDCR saying, hey, got 45 family members that want to visit their loved one. Um, can you just have their name down? This is who they are. Um, be ready. We'll be there at like 830 when you guys open. Yeah. Uh, and then we call the families and we tell them, okay, guys, get ready. To, um, we're going to pick you up at these stops and then we're going to drive you all the way to your respective institution. So COVID screwed that up because of no contact, and then um the um, it's very interesting that a disease um kind of ceases its its purpose as a disease um in nature and becomes a very political thing for human beings the purpose of covid is not um i hate democrats i hate republicans this purpose of this disease is just to host itself inside a body and essentially break it down because it wants something um causes it that's how it survives it's a parasite like a um, biological tiny virus um, parasite whatever yeah um because of no contact some of these family members had no way of knowing how their loved one was doing for about a whole year so they didn't know um if they were um, being taken care of they don't even know if they're alive um and so these families are stuck in the dark for a whole year um And then we're trying to bring it back to the families, but the institutions are so severely understaffed. And that's not only because of... um, Funding is fine for CDCR, if I were to think about it, but it's mainly due to... Maybe just like a funding, but mostly the mandates, the vaccine mandates. A lot of people are retiring or quitting because of it. So what office use? What an office used to have was like thirty to forty people. Now only has ten to fifteen. Wow. Um, so that completely shuts down and slows us. That's an exaggerated number, by the way. I'm sorry, don't quote me on that. But because <laughs> um, <laughs> they're gonna say we don't have enough space, we don't have enough capacity, yeah. and then on that um. They don't want to have people in buses coming to them. They're fine if you're individual, but they don't want a bus. Mm -hmm. So we're struggling to make this work for our families. Mm -hmm. Um, So the families can't visit their loved ones on their own because number one, it's expensive. Um, A lot of people do not know, but it takes about $1,000 just to visit your loved one because you have to consider gas. You have to consider all the paperwork that you have to do. And then you have to consider... um, the travel time, the food that you're probably gonna need, and then um, a, a plethora. If you're really far, you gotta get a hotel. So it's plethora of things that are preventing people from visiting their loved ones. Yeah. We have on top of that, most of the people who want to visit their loved ones are old. So they're like sixty plus. These are grandmothers of you know these children, or they are the mothers of you know their incarcerated. Uh, loved one, and then they're taking care of their kids.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so the grandparents cannot drive for five to six hours straight, which is a pretty, I think it's a pretty a safe guesstimate of uh, the average of how far away families are from their incarcerated loved one.
0: Yeah. It's about
1: five to six hours drive. So they can't do that. So that's why we exist. But, um, I, this is a really long spiel from where I started, but, um, as I'm working with these families, um, it becomes very apparent what people actually need and what they feel that they're missing. And sometimes I question, you know, at, at, at what point am I supposed to step in and do something? Because mm-hmm. yes, I am providing you transportation. I know that helps you, but I'm seeing something that I really feel our government is not acknowledging. So can I in good conscience, just not say anything on their behalf because, um, it feels almost as if this is like some sort of secret knowledge or something that's being given to me, or maybe I'm the first one to see it because this program's existed for like 20 to 30 years. And I, and I don't know what they've done to actually go up to the top and saying, Hey man, these families don't have enough money to eat. And that's really messed up. So yeah. it's, it's not just talking about the criminal justice system itself, but here's, here's, I'm going to stop after this first philosophical thought that I'm going to have. Um, I believe wholeheartedly that a society only does as well as their worst constituent. Yeah. So the people who are at the bottom, if they're doing really bad, then the reality of your country is you're not doing too hot. It, it it's just like saying if you're on a if you're on a sports team and only four of your ten players are really good, all the rest of the six are really weak players and they have a lot of like knee issues. They're not good at you know whatever they they're yeah. not. And you play a game. What do you expect? You're going maybe you will have some great wins because those four are really really strong. Sure, but a majority of it is going to be extremely difficult to win yeah. because you are weak Um, so that's how i'm feeling about what i'm seeing is essentially i'm seeing the worst of our constituents and in order for us as a country to really do better above uh, you know there's a lot of different stuff but (laughs) one particular mode that i feel like i can be useful in is saying this is how our worst constituents are doing and we need to fix that because, like I said, and I'll try really hard to figure out how to explain this in a way that somebody would listen, but the, these constituents are a replica of where we are at as a country and the worse they do, the worse we will also do collectively. So we need to figure out where things are falling through the cracks because they're experiencing it. They're experiencing the, the stuff that's on paper, these appropriate people are probably experiencing it the most firsthand um, because i can tell you stories about this terrible stuff that yeah. these families but I,
0: yeah I, be- so I believe it yeah
1: so i don't know how you feel about that concept because i know some people will will not feel the same
0: oh no i i i, I, I was gonna say i feel like you say all of that uh, to say this you know um you know oh fuck capitalism
1: Wow, that was really cool. <laughs> again.
0: Um, fuck capitalism. Yes. <laughs> right, I, but I no, I, I completely get what you're saying, and it's like uh, I it, once w- once a lot. Of, I feel like a lot of people when it comes to stuff like this, they just don't necessarily like they don't know how other people are living. And yeah. like they just assume that everyone just sort of has this like baseline life experience, and that's not the truth. Like I, I say I, I say this all the time. Like the the wild thing about going to like the university that we both went to was that like there was a lot of people who was like, it was, a, it was a, I'm a good school is relative, but like it was an expensive school. So like mm-hmm. a lot, of, <laughs> there, was a lot of, <laughs> there was a lot of people, a lot of the students there were like super well off. And when you ha- we're in and it's something I'm pretty sure you've experienced is where you'll, you'll take a class and a lot of professors just love to just like spark a debate and step out the way. And you get, and you get into this conversation with these kids and it's like, they assume that like oh we all we all have the same you know yeah. whatever and it's like no we don't like I, my parents don't have a beach house you're just do <laughs> yes, <laughs> and, yes. It, and it's stuff like that that to them seems so trivial because that's not a big deal to them but the but to like especially like someone like me we're like you' like just the thing just the fact that you own another piece of property <laughs> a, yeah. a, aside from like your house that you live in, you own like a whole other, like a a, some, a place that like you like it's not like like you don't rent it out it's just a house that is empty that you only live there in like holidays and stuff like that, and that premise is wild, you know to me. And, and and it's just, like, and from outside of stuff like that, and there's other stuff, but also it's, like, there's no, like, uh, and I feel like there's not a lot of sympathy from people like that because they just don't understand. Like, another thing, another example I'd say is, like, I used to work at, at, as a cashier uh, for a supermarket. And working there, I realized, because, like, I feel like whenever people bring up, like, food stamps or, like, you know, people who are on, like, in programs like that, I think people always assume that it's, like, a certain type of, like, pe- like family that's on welfare and stuff like that. But, like, working at a supermarket for so long, like, I've seen, like, every, like, there is no, like, oh, this type of family. Like, I think people always assume it's, like, minority or immigrant families who are on food stamps and welfare, but it's, like, a lot of people... Are on welfare. Like, it's mm-hmm. not just like, it's a great, like, the, a lot of people, you know, just diff- from different looks and backgrounds, white people, like, tons, like, the most, I've mostly seen white people use food stamps while I was working there. And mm-hmm. it's like, when, when a, a lot of the blanket statements and like, oh, or motherfuckers who are like, oh, pull yourself up by the bootstraps at home mentality or whatever, it it's, it's like, it comes at like a, it's coming from a perspective of ignorance because they don't know exactly how bad people are Mm living. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's, it's like, how do I explain this to you when you haven't really seen, like you said, like the, the people who are doing the worst, you know? Mm -hmm. And And then those people are like, well, they should just work harder. And it's like, that's not what it's, that's not the, the issue is like a lot of the people. A lot of the people who are well off think that the people who are doing bad, like it has to be of a fault of theirs and not like yeah the system. And, yeah you know it's it's far from the truth. So I I completely get what you're what you're saying. It's like it's hard to it's hard to say that as a society you're doing well when there's clearly evidence of people not only like falling through the cracks but just like just being low Sorry, so uh as as the as custom to the show um we have some questions that were sent in Oh okay If if uh you would like to give your I would say expert input Yes I'd love to <laughs> Um first question sent in do you do you ever feel like you're genuinely losing your mind at times?
1: Um. Yes, I have had. Wow, that's really fun. I, Rich, this is going to be a really long explanation. I'm super excited to talk about. I'm, this. am
0: going. I'll uh, let <laughs> you. I'll let you. The floor is yours.
1: Yes. So, um, I am pretty. I really enjoy philosophy, um, all sorts of types of philosophies. It, it doesn't matter who wrote it from where um, I really enjoy engaging with the different thought processes that people have um, because I feel like it's, it's more real um, than, than what I knew before. I don't know how to describe that, but having yeah. The, being able to see and witness what other people are experiencing and thinking makes life feel more real. Like it, it's not one black and white goggles. So a, a pretty consistent type of um, thought that pops up every once in a while, and even in faiths and religions, yeah. um, and these are all very blanketed statements, I'm sorry, but um, is the process of losing your mind and so in today's age we do joke about it about losing your mind because damn things are really freaking crazy you know yeah um, so it, it, it's not uncommon to say hey I'm, i feel like i'm losing my mind as a joke but philosophically and spiritually speaking you want to consistently lose your mind because the the terminology of the matrix is joked around a lot but is actually a very interesting concept the more you think about it it's a little bit like the movie matrix but not as not as starkly intense or as scary as that so the concept of this matrix that we exist in today essentially says that reality is not what we perceive it to be there's something deeper there's something more um so being born in the U.S., you are born into a certain type of matrix. So it, a lot of people think it's like brainwashing and hypnotizing. I think it's just human ego, and we yeah. don't know how to pull away from our wants and desires. Nobody's taught us how. People have, excuse me. Um, it's just hard to fight. Yeah. So born in the U.S., you're born into a particular matrix where it has a defined... Um, Standard of what a male is, a defined standard of what a female should be, a defined standard for the most part of what success means and what a life should look like, how you should speak, what type of shows you watch, what type of movies you watch, what type of music you listen to. This is all within the matrix, the matrix Mm -hmm. of being within the US. Mm -hmm. Um, So we are all under this matrix, not necessarily of mind control, but it's just what progress does we as human beings want to give ourselves purpose and so we keep adding these very very in reality superfluous standards and titles but to us it's not superfluous it is it is what life is so needing to go to college get a good job make sure you save enough for retirement buy a house have children that's Mm -hmm. our matrix um but that's just society so all of these matrices, I believe that there is a little one that each country has within itself, a little one that each community has, and a little one that your family has. And then the big one is the one that we live on together on earth. Um, the collective um, matrix where, let's just say, most people feel like um, everybody should learn English. Most people feel that um, uh, what else is a really big standard that um, I'm not sure of other understanders. The only big one that I can think of is just speaking English. So the <laughs> point of losing your mind yeah. is to slowly let go of this matrix. And so people, I find on Instagram, people are very aggressive about it, but I don't think we truly appreciate or consider how scary it is to lose your mind. Um, I've been through a lot of self-help and personal um, peeling away of my layers and um, mm-hmm. Because I wanted to heal and be a better person. To me, I was not the human being I've always wished I could be, and I wasn't doing enough. And simultaneously, as that healing began, this sensation began to also pop up that said, Life doesn't really make sense. Like, there's something that's going on and I understand I've got work. I need to pay these bills. I need to, you know, I've got a family, I've got friends and I, I love this, but something seems off. Yes. So um, that's where the peeling starts to come away of like asking yourself, do you like being a woman? Have you ever considered what it might be to be a male? Um, you know, these different desires to ask yourself to think freely This is the big thing that I wish I could tell the whole world somehow and have people understand you're not free. If your options are predetermined, you're not free. If somebody says you got to be a male or female, that's not choice. You're just giving me two options, but that's not freedom. Free is being able to choose any single thing you want. That's freedom. The same to me that the U S has, I don't know, done intentionally or unintentionally, but this two-party system, you're not free if your society makes you feel that you've got to be a Democrat or a Republican. That's not freedom. And so that's why people keep getting stuck. And that's where my brain keeps saying, our society doesn't really make sense. Why is everybody seem to be backtracking, but saying they're moving forward? And why does it one party wants one thing? And it sounds like the other one wants it too, but they can't say it. Like we should be able to question that that's healthy, but you have to be comfortable with losing your mind to get there because what also happens upon trying to awaken and free yourself, um, you start to question your sanity because I think at least in my experience, I start to feel bad that I don't want to believe in this stuff anymore. I start to feel bad that I actually don't like being a Democrat because I really don't think our candidates are doing a good job. I feel bad that, um, you know, sometimes I don't want to have this job and I bet you can feel it by the way that I talk, but I really yeah. would just love to go off and spiritually discover myself if I could just be in a, in a monastery or um, in a temple and just do that. But a part of me says, you know, there is a duty to fulfill and there's a reason why I'm here, mm-hmm. but I want it to make sense. And there's also another saying: try to prepare your mind to the at try to prepare your mind for the destination before your body gets there. Mm. So there's a philosophy in somewhere. I think it's Buddhism. I'm not sure, but they encourage having little deaths before officially dying. Yeah. Because sometimes, um, I think for the most part, it kind of sounds like people are just accepting accepting of, like, dying, you know, they kind of just, like, pass or whatever, but being prepared for the fact and acknowledging constantly that you are going to die soon helps you live a more authentic and fulfilled life, mm-hmm. because you're not concerned about the other if egotistical thoughts of other human beings, but you, again, you have to lose your mind before you can accept that you are actually completely free from yeah. the th- other human beings um because that's what our whole society is based off of about the opinions of other people people don't want to interact with someone they don't like collectively (laughs) that kyle rittenhouse kid asu out nobody wants to handle somebody that they don't like so everybody's afraid of being that person and everybody's afraid of that consequence. What, ha- what might happen with Kyle Rittenhouse is he's going to probably go into an extremist group or something similar, of what I'm only assuming extremist, because the people who are kicking him out are liberals, more probably yeah. more liberal. And he's going to start catering to conservative people because he's scared of that loneliness. Kyle Rittenhouse will not be okay in that loneliness. But so so- he's going to.
0: Yeah, also, like, the conservative and extremists have been, like, really championing him and stuff like that. So they've kind of been accepting him and, like, open arms and stuff like that. So Like, they've been the one who's been, like, posting Mm -hmm. his bail and sending him money and stuff like that. See, exactly,
1: it's already happening. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing, again, and I know this is kind of crazy, but um, to say, and I feel like I'm afraid of championing behind this idea but I don't think anybody on this planet is completely free. Even though I understand that money can buy you happiness and like all these other things, I don't think a single person on this planet is free because they're not allowing themselves to lose their mind, because they're not allowed them. them Whoa, well, they're not allowing themselves to really perceive life genuinely. There's always a standard to uphold. There's always someone to impress. There's always something that you need. There's always somewhere you have to go. You're yeah. not free because you're constantly at the beck and call of your desires. So that's the whole point of Buddhism, by the way. But um, so, yes, I constantly feel like I'm losing my mind, but I'm very happy to be doing so.
0: Yeah, that's a very interesting way to put it as far as like and with the whole. Um with the with the matrix comparisons it's actually very uh insightful just the fact that like a lot of people seem like look at losing your mind as sort of like uh sort of like oh i'm unhinged or mm-hmm. like sort of like a like they're like a they're at a breaking point but i i see what you mean as, as far as like losing your mind as looking as it looking at it in like the positive life just sort of just like just mentally like unplugging yourself from Mm -hmm. the societal norms and stuff like that and sort of like even if it's not necessarily like brainwashing or whatever it's sort of just like not not aligning yourself with like the things that you're like there you're you're forced to to do Mm -hmm. whatever so i think that's very interesting and i too have definitely definitely absolutely more so in like the recent years I'd say felt like I was kind of like almost just like mentally just like not sharp or just sort of like unraveling in mm-hmm. a sense and it's kind of like it's it's almost it's almost peaceful in a sense because before I feel like before I reach that moment where I'm like oh like I'm losing it or whatever There's a lot of like chaos and like the lead up to it, Mm -hmm. where almost like where where they have like the they say like the eye of the hurricane, like the like the calmest almost. So like when I'm going through like those mental spells where I'm like not there, almost like once I like make once I come to the realization of it, then it's kind of like ah, okay, like this is what it is, and like I'm here and you know trying to deal with it. And it's, it's less, it's less chaotic than, you know, the the before moments, I'd say.
1: hmm No, exactly. Sorry. I could talk about this for a very long time, but I don't know if you have any other questions that you want to go over.
0: Uh, let's see. We definitely have a few more. That was, that was a, a nice, um, that was a, a good lead up discussion. Ooh. Um, do you have, uh, a, a comfort <laughs> show? Um,
1: you know I've actually tried very hard To think about that And I always <laughs> cave in to like a TV show I say yeah. like That's the development or Parks and Rec Because those are very <laughs> shows But I've never actually purposefully Binge watch a show again um, So I think I realized That it's actually a particular type Of YouTube videos mm-hmm. um, So my comfort Show is um learning things <laughs> this is so oh my God, I got to hate myself just kidding i don't <laughs> but um i'll be honest there's two one of them is called um an irish youtuber called call me kevin Mm -hmm. that is a huge comfort zone for me because I listened to him a lot when I was alone in Mm -hmm. um, Waltham, Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. Um, And so his voice is obviously just talking about playing video games, but his voice kind of filled my house. So Mm -hmm. it was like a lot less lonely, (laughs) Um, but he's huge comfort zone. Um, And then the, the one that made me roll my eyes is actually trying to find videos about Buddhism um, Mm -hmm. because it's just like a very like centering experience. Um, but
0: those are my two. I definitely, on the, on the side of, like, YouTube videos and internet content, I'd say, like, in the sort of, uh, where the, like, oddly satisfying videos mm-hmm. are, like, really popular right now, I, I, I do love those. Like, they were just, like, videos of, like, people, uh, washing carpets. <laughs> 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 like, so, those are... With the or like the where they, where they extract the liquid from a carpet or like detailing a car or I found this this is one guy who like he has a microphone not a microphone like a like a microscope and he just like cleans out dirty phones and y like you know or or like videos where um people will take like a rusty katana or something and like yes. completely yep. remake it. Like stuff like that is just like if I'm sitting in bed and I'm just like, Oh, watch this. It's like, it's nice. I could kill easily like 30 to 45 minutes just watching videos like that.
1: Yes. Thank <laughs> you. Oh my goodness. Those are, Oh my God. You're so right. I completely agree with you.
0: Those are like, like very, like very simple, but like it, it gets the job done. And I really appreciate that. Yeah. Um, let's see. We have, uh, here's, here's one more. Um, perfect hangover food um
1: so i've actually never had a hangover but i have been extremely extremely high mm-hmm. um so my um comfort food when i am in that state mm-hmm. of mind um is usually something that reminds me of my childhood so mac and cheese oh my goodness craft <laughs> mac and cheese mwah. um <laughs> and then um gosh what else is it that i eat it's like i always crave it um shoot it's like some sort of chip but i don't remember like i always crave super salty things yeah. and then um i guess this isn't very specific but then i start craving candy like oh my gosh so candy uh what was the other one i said
0: shoot. you said you said craft mac and cheese
1: craft mac, <laughs> yeah. yes, 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 yes. mac and cheese yes 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 mac and
0: cheese. is there like a specific type of candy that you prefer
1: Mm.
0: Or just like anything sweet.
1: No, it tends to be like lollipops. Like if there's a lollipop or okay. a dog or so something sweet that also makes me salivate. <laughs> but yeah,
0: I I, I get that. I, I I'm as I've gotten older, I I'm sort of like I'm not super into like sweets as much as I was when I was younger. Like I do mm-hmm. for some reason like sour gummy worms are like
1: ooh.
0: Like where I'm at Like that's peak I, I I feel I can't do sour As much anymore I feel like Sour gummy worms Are like the most sour I could get Oh wait like,
1: Uh huh
0: Like if yeah. I had Sour skittles at, at this age I would explode I, I wouldn't make it
1: Ooh ooh No 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 That yeah,
0: sounds no, no, awful no. I don't know how Even like I was As a I, When I was a younger I don't know how I had Sour skittles oh, Those are Way too much Just rip your mouth apart Literally, it's like eating glass. It's
1: it's literally acid. No, Rich. There was one time I my mom had a pack of sour um What are the kids shaped gummy or gummy?
0: Sour patch kids.
1: Oh my goodness, thank you, Sour Patch Kids. (laughs) Had a bag where they're like giant, so they're like this big as opposed to the this big. And so I ate like three and my tongue literally started bleeding.
0: Holy shit. What? (laughs)
1: When I brushed my teeth, I was bleeding. And I was like, "Oh my god, that's so scary. This is this is literally melt my mouth."
0: That yeah, that's wild. I, mm-hmm. Wow, yeah, you're right. It, it's basically acid. All right. You present know. just in case. Well, was, wow, well, well thank you so much for the blessing me with uh this wonderful conversation. I feel like we really uh we really talked about well, we talked about this earlier before, like multiple times, about how when you'll when you'll go on rants on your Instagram and I like chime in mm-hmm. with stuff. It's like we we've had these like deep conversations before, so I appreciate you uh, coming of on course. the pod with uh, very insightful stuff.
1: Thank you, I appreciate you appreciating.
0: Um. D- definitely, you're more than welcome to come back on <sighs> whatever you want. Uh, let me call Thank you. <laughs> Thank
1: you. I'm so honored. <laughs> um,
0: I happy uh or happy early holidays. I hope um. I hope uh, you get something good for your pet bird. I hope uh, if, if if he's been good, I don't know if he's been naughty or nice. So
1: mm, he's been doing pretty good, but I think he could be better. <laughs> <I'm just kidding>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you should. Do you have like a tiny uh, stocking for him?
1: Oh my gosh, I made a tiny hat. I should make a tiny so- uh What do you call stocking for him? I should. That's genius.
0: That way, if he's naughty, you could put a tiny piece of coal in it
1: oh my i love this idea so much oh my god
0: you're a genius oh man well yeah if, if that ends up happening please uh let me know I'll, i'm I'll really definitely, <laughs> i definitely i definitely would like to see the picture of his tiny stocking but yeah thank you so much i'll give you a i'll give you one lasting uh round of applause